This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know how to tell you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about the X-Files. Fight the future. The movie. Just when I thought they weren't going to commit that cinema sin. Ah, they got me at the end. Oh, they say the name of the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, that's not even the name of the movie. It's just something that's been kind of attached after the fact. It was the tagline, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, the X for it is different than the one from the series because dumb copyright stuff. Like on the poster. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Huh. It's also Uh, pronounced differently, but... The (laughs) X-Files. X-Files. The The Sex Files. Uh, This movie came out in 1998... Directed by Rob Bowman, written by Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz. Starring David Duchovny, Gillian Anderson, John Neville, Mitch Pileggi, Martin Landau, mm-hmm. Terry O'Quinn. I don't know who's Cigarette Ar- Smoking Man. William B. Davis. Yeah. Ar- Armin Mueller-Stahl. Oh, Tokyo Drift was in it's, this too. Tokyo, yeah, that was the kid. Yeah, I didn't know yeah Lucas yeah. Black. Uh the first and last time we see Armin Mueller's stall in anything X-Files related. <laughs> yeah. Strongholds. We see all three of the, the lone gunmen, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was my selection. Uh, I definitely saw this in the movie theater. I was hardcore in X-Files uh, when, this, when the show came out. Watched it from... I want to say, like, episode three on, like, that first season it came on. It took me a couple episodes um, just because I missed it. I kept forgetting about it. I would see the commercials, and I would just, ah, it was, like, Friday nights at first, right? So it was kind of weird. Um, But, yeah, just for me, this was the show of my high school slash college days. Uh, Loved it. Watched everything. uh, Watched every episode. And then when the movie came out, this is while I was in college. Um, Really liked it. It is just a long episode. I mean, when the show was so was pretty good at this point, we had decent production value, so the movie was just really a long episode, in my opinion. Um, and the conspiracy stuff wasn't usually my favorite part of X Files. It was more like the one-offs, the but it was still stuff. Yeah, um, but it was still good. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about it more. Uh, I'll also say. I saw. I got this. I actually purchased the digital version for ten dollars on YouTube, <laughs> and this is the first time I've ever seen this in HD of any quality. There was so much stuff I was like, I don't remember seeing any of this. So unless <laughs> there's a special edition <laughs> that I didn't know about that I'm watching, but I think it's just I finally saw anything X Files in HD, which I guess besides the the revamped seasons that came out a few years ago. Um, anyway, that's my history, Scott. I also saw this in theaters. Uh, I wasn't the the diehard fan, but it was it's definitely a cultural touchstone. Uh, I I agree that it feels like a long episode. I was going to ask you about that, Jeff. You being the 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 big 
bigger X file, the biggest X file fan amongst us three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did feel like there was a lot more like explaining that normally gets done than normally gets done. Uh, yeah, yes. like yeah. like like for the series too, for the TV show. Um, I, you know, I was reading the trivia. Like, I don't remember this at all, but I guess this was between seasons and actually kind of set up some of the TV stuff. I don't know if you can confirm that or not, Jeff. Yeah, so the during the se- the X Files have been closed, so they were they were tired of Mulder and Scully and their antics, and the FBI <laughs> closed down the X Files. Which I guess if you don't know, that was just a department of basically <laughs> Mulder at the beginning, and then Scully, and then closed it down. And that's why at the end of this movie, when they dropped the note saying that they've reopened the X Files, that led into the next season where the X Files were back, which really didn't make a difference other than. Mulder and Scully weren't going to FBI head. They were just still doing the exact same shit. They were just weren't doing it through the government. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, other than that, I, I saw it on uh, Amazon watching it this time around. Uh, also, to just add what you were saying about... It is because it's a movie, they had to have a, some kind of resolution where the X-Files was notorious, especially the conspiracy theory stuff. Like, there was never... Nothing was ever concluded right it would just be Mulder would just be right there and then something would happen and he would never know he'd be always right there and he would never find anything mm-hmm. or he'd get clues but you'd never get what you do in this a little bit of closure at least yeah but um, this time... I think they had to do that because it was the movie yeah you know, Scully cool. you gotta see this what I know we'll talk about <laughs> some Scully. of these things later <laughs> what <laughs> alright Alex what's your history with this um I was also a weekly X-Files uh, watcher, because for a bit, wasn't it like on after The Simpsons? Yeah, later on it switched to Sunday night. Once it became popular, like they, because I think it was X-Files, it was for nerds, we'll just put it on Friday nights at first, and then it got, mm-hmm. it got steam, and then yeah, then it went into the coveted nine Sunday night, nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, it was always The Simpsons, some show that never lasted, and then The X-Files. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I remember like being... Oh, maybe Married to Children's in there somewhere, too. So now I'm a little confused. Maybe did X-Files start at 10? I, I yeah. think they went later for it, Safe Harbor. Yeah, it didn't go on late because of the subject matter on some of the episodes. But um, Fox pretty late. But yeah, still, not, still <laughs> admittedly not as big a fan of the X-Files as Jeff. And probably not even of Scott. But I did watch it weekly. Um, kept me entertained. Uh, so uh, we went to watch it in the movie theaters, and we loved it. We, lo- we actually did really love that it was just one big long episode. It's like, finally, he gets to fucking see aliens. <laughs> so that was great. Spoiler alert, by the way. Aliens. So, so Sorry, just, just to go back real quick, because we're, we're talking about like time slots. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like Friday is like pretty much, like or Saturday, like the maybe Saturday was worse. But like Friday is like where they put stuff that they don't expect to succeed, right? Yeah, TGIF. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was weird because yeah, TGIF was like very popular. Yeah, maybe, maybe we well, young. The it's demographics. Fox. It's yeah. yeah, it's also demographics, right? You want your younger kids are going to be home because what else are they going to do? They're going to be home with their parents watching TV. And then right, right. this is more young adult. Where like I remember, I mean, this getting to, you guys can be my analysts here, like. <laughs> Early on in high school, especially because I went to a different school, I didn't have as many friends going there. So I'd be home, like, upset I was watching TV at home on a Friday night in high school. Like, that sucked. So it always, I remember hating it when I was watching TV at home. But then I met another nerd friend, and then we loved watching this show together. So there you go. 
Okay. Shout out to BK. <laughs> yeah. British Knights. Uh, uh, yeah, and then I was going to say the other X-Files. Uh, what I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, what I was going to say is also, this was, like, I was... There weren't many shows made for I'm gonna say nerds in that term. Like, there really wasn't anything. Like, that's why that was it. Yeah, there's there's like... Star uh, Trek? Like, there's Star Trek. There was, like, Babylon Mantis, 5. Mantis. I mean, there was, there was like, yeah, there was, like, the, the kitschier stuff. But, like, the main networks weren't, like... Yeah, the it, syndicated... Yeah, it was, it was yeah. like... Yeah, it was, again, it was Star Trek and... Nightman. And this... It was not Nightman. Uh, <laughs> this... And like, yeah, Babylon Five, and that was like it. Yeah, so it just felt like there was a show for us to watch. And I've always talked about—I was always obsessed with, uh, specifically aliens, terrified of them, but so obsessed with them. Earlier, like you know, this probably reason why this got greenlit. They had shows like Sightings and Unsolved Mysteries, which I would love to watch, but just I couldn't sleep afterwards. But I still had to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet if you look into the history, this is kind of what led into the TV show, and then. I also think, uh, I think we've talked about this before, uh, Silence of the Lambs, I think. You can see a lot of Scully and, um, what's her face, Clarice in this. I, and I think oh, yeah. that had a big influence on this as well. But I don't know. And also, going back, because I watch episodes here and there, like, you couldn't, it was made for the 90s. Cell phones were a thing. This is one of the first shows I remember where cell phones were used a lot. But no internet. You know, internet was new, so that was a conspiracy. Yeah. Like the lone gunmen were these crazy dudes because they could use the internet, right? Like, <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I, I did like that this plot largely didn't require like finding information. <laughs> it's all right. just kind of handed to Mulder. Um, so yeah, that that kind of actually keeps it uh, from being too dated as far as like them having to do something stupid with a mainframe or anything like that. And also, I guess we should, I mean, in, in recent news, government's posted stuff about aliens. I refuse to read it because uh, you never want to sleep at night. <laughs> Jeff will never sleep again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and anything released by them now just makes it even worse because what else are you really hiding Jeff, then? Jeff, like, <laughs> Jeff what, if, yeah. what if that's what the aliens want you to do? It's just ignore Ooh, them. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Greatest no. trick E.T. ever pulled. <laughs> <laughs> Alien with a limp. Um, all right, then let's get into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, by number seven, uh, this just—I just now noticed this for the first time. And this is not has anything to do with X Files, but at the very end of the movie, when they've relocated the program from Antarctica to Tatooine, yeah, um, oh yeah, Tatooine. I never knew Tatooine was based, the name, the word was based off of the actual place in Tunisia where they filmed Star Wars. Did yeah. you guys know this? I, I had no that. idea. That caught me by surprise as well. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Are they, is this just a nod? Is that is that a real place? I had to like look it up and I was like, holy shit. I can't so. believe that Lucas like, used, <laughs> like took liberties. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, I just found that amazing, and I had to call it out, because I never knew that. It was like a, two of my favorite things combined. I was like, what the fuck? So, Well, that, that, is, that is. is a funny thing, because like, that, that would be a thing today, where everybody on the internet would be like, oh, no, yeah, there's this place. 
Like, it's Asian. It's all desert except for this one spot where they grow a cornfield for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Satellites. Here's pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just awesome. This movie today, like, the lone gunmen are the weirdos, but, like, that's everybody is a weirdo now. Everyone has conspiracy. Like, it's... Your conspiracy yeah, theory man. has layers of conspiracies. It's so bad. But anyway, I guess we didn't explain. And when they say where they're going, it's called Faum Tatooine, spelt slightly different. But it's in Tunisia. It's basically, you look up that place, it is where... It's, it's basically it's, they have the houses it's where they build like, the underground uh, houses. And... Tunisia for... Tunisian for uh, hive of scum and villainy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Beehive of scum and villainy. <laughs> Beehive. Ooh, foreshadowing. All right. Isn't there Scott. like an Airbnb or a bar? They turn that set into a bar. Luke's Luke's home on Tatooine, right? I know, but... Oh, it's a but, bar. But, you can stay there or something. But for the yeah. X-Files set, they did turn it into an Airbnb hive. <laughs> You'll be here all night. Fact, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Da, 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 da. <laughs> all right. So... Yeah. Ah, so, Scott, Scott, number seven. No, you, got, you skipped your number seven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, my, my, my number seven was... I So again, I, I don't remember a whole lot about the series, but I did think it was really weird that Mulder was so dismissive of Martin Landau's character. Like, is he like that in the series? Because Mulder's always the one, like, with all the conspiracy theories and, like is desperate for Scully to believe him. And here's this other guy spouting theories. And he's like, yeah, no. And then when the, the the guy that's actually, like, a part of the whole thing lays it all out for him, like, basically gives him the answers to every question he's ever had. He's like, oh, you're full of shit. <laughs> like, is he's that, he gets around fed, Scully too much. That's is he, is he, is he, maybe. He gets fed a lot of misinformation throughout this. People come up to him a lot and feed him okay. misinformation. Okay. And in good good and bad. So, like, and he's always... He could be skeptical, but he will eventually. He'll follow up on it. It's nagging him enough. But he does get that okay. happening to him. And in this case, he was hammered. Right? Like, Well, not not the second time. No, but the first time when yeah, Martin yeah, Mando he him. When he was pissing on the ID4 poster. <laughs> ah, my number six. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was weird that he's like basically being given the answers to everything he was searching for for like the first four or five seasons of the show. And he's like, eh, I don't believe you. <laughs> I will say, when this movie came out, I had not um, started working at the place yet. But when I went back and rewatched it, it's the first time I ever heard of 86 being used. 86 is your lucky number. I never got that joke until Man. the job that I worked at. That was kind Maybe of a you guys did too. Yeah, it was, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a uh, Glenn Headley cameo. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Headley. Headley. All right, Alex, number seven. My number seven is, where the fuck was the bomb squad? It's like... I... To me, this was like a pretty big plot hole, and I couldn't get past it. Because you'd think, on a bomb threat like that, they have the whole FBI evacuate an entire building. They're combing the area. You'd hear, you'd think, maybe we wouldn't see them initially, but they should be on standby, just in case they actually do find a bomb. And then they'd go in there with the suit and everything, and the clippers. Te- Teo Quinn is the bomb squad. 
<laughs> Scott's on fire today. So, yeah, when they actually find the bomb with minutes, and then, yeah, it's... Was it Terry O'Quinn? Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember, he, like, they want the bomb to go off. Yeah, That's I the know. whole point. But so the bomb squad, he would not have called the bomb squad in. But he would have for the other building, because that was the whole point. So they would have been at the other building, at least. Yeah, I guess. I don't, still... I, I, I don't understand why. Well, he was in charge, so that's that's why he didn't call in the bomb squad. Right. But he, was, then... he was obviously, like, a bomb guy. But what didn't make sense yeah. to me was, like, why he let himself get blown up. Because he knew there was going to be a bomb. He didn't want anybody else in there. He has sac- he's sacrificing himself to get... He The bomb had to go off, so he was basically making sure the bomb went off. Yeah. Okay, okay, that makes more sense to me. Though. Yeah, that part I got. Like, he could have just, like, started running, like, when there was a couple minutes left. Like... <laughs> but there was... I mean, there was... There was no time! Yeah. As Scully would say in the trailer. But... Yeah, but still, I think the, the bomb squad chief or whatever would raise hell. was like, why wouldn't we call in? This is stupid. But he at is least let guy. us take a look at it. But like, I, think nah. he's, I think he is the, the chief, though, technically. But who... Uh, did he no, ever defuse bombs of... on the show? I don't think so. <laughs> he's not on the show. I don't think he was. Yeah, he was. Also, it was a pretty uh... big actor to like he, to be given the uh, Steven Seagal treatment. <laughs> I don't think he was on the show. Guys that look like him definitely are on well, the show. Well, at, well uh, they, yeah. they said, like, as an actor, he, he appeared again on the show as, like, a different character. But, like, that oh, character yeah. I don't think was ever on the show again. Or before. Uh, well, obviously not after, but... <laughs> so I think I know the answer, but I just got to think about this. Why did they call in the bomb threat anyway? They wanted the bomb to go off. Why did they call it in? Uh, because like maybe conf- they didn't want to get people killed. But then again, they no, called they were, it into the, the other building. building to get the other... Yeah. yeah. I because they're bastards, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird, because, yeah, that whole... Everybody in that building would have been... Yeah, that's, that's weird. The only thing I can think of is this is cover-up, right? A bomb threat. Why would you blow up a building unless you were a terrorist? So you would want credit for it. You would do the scare. But still, why the other building? I don't know. There, there maybe, are definitely... Maybe it's to have more bodies instead of just the the very select few suspicious ones that were found in the building. But once again, the whole plan was for no one... No one should have been over there except the people who were in there, right? Like... Well, no, the building where the bomb was at was completely full, and if Mulder hadn't have found the bomb, it would have killed a bunch of people. Right. And the dead bodies that they planted there, quote-unquote. Right. That's what they wanted to happen, though. Right. So when everybody got evacuated, then that narrowed down the suspicion to why was a firefighter, when the building was all clear, why was the firefighter there? You know, that's what raised Mulder's questions. Yeah, yeah I understand all that. But why did... the they call in the bomb threat to begin. Why even bring the FBI anywhere yeah, near yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that. To the very yeah. beginning. Yes, yeah, like, the, oh, I don't it know. doesn't make sense. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot Anyways. of... Well, maybe it's like you're saying, because they wanted, they wanted people to think that it was a terrorist thing and not... Yeah, a big, yeah, big show. Uh, something else, I guess. For sure. Scully to give her dialogue. Why was she even looking for a bomb, by the way? I guess maybe it was just like an all-hands-on-deck kind of thing. Yeah, and the X Files were over. Remember? Well, no, I mean she's still an FBI. She's an FBI agent, but uh, yeah, she's, a friend, she's like agents. a forensic pathologist. Like, like they're like once the X Files were over, it's like all right, you're going back to the lab. <laughs> yeah, like why were they in Dallas? Like, <laughs> yeah. who knows? Yeah, they don't explain that either. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe that's one of the FBI hubs, and they just happen to both be there. Anyways. What the fuck is right. that? Well, since we're, this is actually my number one, but I'm going to move it all the way down to my number six since we're talking about it. Is <laughs> <laughs> All right. The scene, the introduction to Scully and Mulder, and this is how we bring up everybody who's never seen the show before. Yeah, their relationship. <laughs> their relationship and <laughs> the character arcs of these people. And just, Mulder, the reason you call it a terrorist act is because you want to perform a, a Scully, I believe in extraterrestrials and everything that can't be explained. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mulder. Oh, we're friends, but we're not lovers. Like, I, it's just, it cracks me up, man. Yeah, I love that I, quote. I, I, did, I did have notes. I, in my notes, I have a shorthand for those characters. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, Brian Kitt and I, because we saw, we were, we were laughing hysterically. Not, like, laughing hysterically, but just like, oh, God. It's like shaking our heads laughing. Like, this is so stupid. I, I guess I you know nothing about the show. I, yeah, Mulder, think about I, things in a different way than you, Scully. <laughs> I, Fox Spooky Mulder, whose sister was abducted and yeah, dad used was, to work for the FBI. Uh, that, was, that was a rough little bit of exposition. Yeah, yeah, I get it, he's drunk, but still. Uh, I, Dana Scully, who graduated magna cum laude and is very blah, 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 and I was hired to debunk the X-Files, say this. She says um, that like three or four times. Like, I was yeah. I was sent to like straighten you at blah, blah, blah. You little prick. Um... <laughs> well, yeah i just found it hilarious but i guess like i said you you kind of have to and just get it over quick but when you make a movie like when these tv these movies from tv shows what do you what's the venn diagram of people who have never seen the show watching the movie like it's when the sex of the city movie came out like come on or the entourage movie or any of these things the deadwood movie like come on no it's that's like two percent true yeah still but back then, you could only release it in the theater, though. Although, I guess Sex and the City was all in the theater, too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah all these were. Well, maybe Deadwood wasn't. But I'm just saying, like, it's... I mean, I guess some people might not know the show existed, so they just, oh, just go to the movies. Let's go watch this Ex Files, see what this is all about. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Scott, number six. Uh, my number six was uh, too much of the aliens were shown. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I agree. Yeah. So the, yeah. they they attack the one doctor, and then it's the very beginning with the the Cro Magnum people, and so okay, it's all kind of dark, and you know the the way the cam work is, you can't really get a good sh- like beat on them, but you're like, okay, there's alien things. Like that feels like the TV show. Um, and at the end, it's like, oh no, we're gonna show you everything you ever wanted to see. Like it was too much. <laughs> they, you know. Because, yeah, it's not like the point of the show though. It was they, they you kind of see it. Like I, I don't know how often do you like full on see whatever is the monster that, that you're looking for. Like the monster you see usually, but, but the like, but hey, like, the conspiracy theory stuff is not the conspiracy theory. But like like even when you see the monsters, you only see it for like a second, right? It's not like just walking around. Yeah, and maybe the as an audience member, you see it more than the characters see it too. I that yeah, it's that, been that a while. too. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it was it was too much. Um, I agree, and I also like I said, this is where the HD kind of hurt it too, because like I do not remember seeing the aliens this much, especially at the end. I was like, I do not remember seeing this much detail in the aliens, and it was more yeah. like I thought it was more abstract, like a couple arms are reaching out and just dark figures are chasing after them, but. 
Yeah, that was better. Like, oh. Or just like some murky faces, and then they're like, okay, those are clearly alien, but... Right. Yeah, go like... back to 480 P. <laughs> <and you'll be laughs> yeah. Oh, 480i. Yeah, 480i, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Getting, getting too high def with the P's. But no, I 100% agree, Scott. And that was one of my issues I had when the X-Files came back a few years ago. It was like, aliens galore, man. It was just, oh yeah, aliens here. Look at this, there's a UFO flying by. Oh, I'm like, no, you're not supposed to see it. Yeah, well, that's my number six. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex, number six. Yeah, my number six is pissing on the Independence Day 4 poster. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, well, it was very clear that Chris Carter hated that movie. It's a weird thing if that's true. Not 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 weird that he hated it, because, like, whatever, people hate stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, that he felt Fox. the need to do that, if that's true. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. That's it. It's in the uh, yeah. I read that in the trivia that Chris Carter hated ID four. I just thought it was it's a funny dig at competing alien movies. I mean, they weren't even competing. This is like three years, four years after. But the show oh, yeah, was on right. at the same. Yeah, but the show was on. Oh, that's true. Time. The show was on the same time. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Independence Day so, is still not ninety six. This was ninety eight. But yeah, there it is. All right. All right. Um, Chris Carter would not go quietly into that dark night. I mean, he was fine. Like, yeah, he was angry about that. But then he, you know, I think he made a run to, like, the NFC Finals with the Vikings. <laughs> Alex sports. gets it. Yeah. Oh, you ruined my <laughs> sports story for today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, mine is a simple. Number five is just the lone gunman. They were always... Like a uh, fan favorite, for the most part, they got well. They got their own spinoff at one point that didn't last too long, but they did have an episode where uh, someone tried to hijack a plane and fly it into the t- two towers. True story. Yeah, <laughs> like it happened like a couple years before. Um, but in there's in this one, it's very limited role. But even episodes were just, but it was always a fun episode to see them show up for a little bit. Um, it was just good to see him in this. Have these these actors? I don't know if they ever made anything out of themselves, but they got one movie and yeah. Uh, um, so that's it. The Lone Gunman, number five. And also, I did I did like they didn't explain. Oh look, it's the Lone Gunman, the guys who have a conspiracy website and they believe everything. They believe yeah. that JFK <laughs> was that he wasn't alone. Blah blah blah. blah. So um, anyway, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is uh, my notes have X Files greatest hits. Uh, you know, one of those things was was Lone Gunman. Um, I I do like the idea that they you know these occasionally recurring characters that are way more like they're, they're too out there even for for Mulder to deal with, <laughs> but they are helpful. Like they're and they're not yeah. they're not like all the way wrong. Um, yeah, just we talked about the shorthand for both characters how they they dive into like her skepticism and his like like almost dogmatic like pursuit of, of like what he what he thinks is like the truth um you know the smoking man who's just <laughs> like they, they have a whole scene of him just like smoking in front of a helicopter just because he could um i feel like skinner got short shrift here um yeah he's kind of on that skinner that that's weird a, that's a shocker whoa <laughs> nice one jeff you, I, I concede my B my B jokes uh, to you. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just like kind of on that board, just giving some intense looks, and that's his job in that show. That is his yeah. job in the show, but like, <laughs> you think for the movie he would have gotten his hands dirty somehow? But nope. Like, you could tell like he filmed all of his stuff in like a day, like because <laughs> he's. He, you only see him in the hospital room and then in that, like, whatever that FBI building was. Um, see, I feel like they, he could have had a little bit more to do. Um, but you that, you get, like, alien stuff. I mean, they bring up his sister. Um, there's some, like, oh, you get all the alien stuff. Um, so, yeah, they just, like, hit all their... <laughs> okay, so they, they, they touched upon the... Well, they won't they, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit more for them on my list here. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they definitely punched up everything that that makes an, an, an X-Files episode uh, an episode. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, right. I think Mitch, or yeah, Skinner was pretty useful. I mean, I think it's just kind of what he did. I'm, his... I'm, not, I'm not saying he, like, he wasn't like helpful to them, but like him as a character barely did anything in this movie. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's it's an, it's an hour and a half. <laughs> he doesn't have much to do. I, I was okay with it. Yeah. He was the most frustrating character on the TV show because because like one week knew... he's on their side, and the next week he hates them and he's trying to get them fired, and the next week he's back on their side. And... Like you never knew like how much he knew though, right? Like, that was the thing. right. Yeah, yeah. It always seemed like he knew more than he was letting on. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes he didn't seem like it. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of all over the place. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is bees. The bees. Uh, I mean, it, the, the U is ninety eight, so there's no convincing CGI for bees at the time. So they use real bees for that scene, and I mean, it's just them running through the uh, the thing back out the door. But that's a that's a hell of a stunt right there. Oh my god, that's a lot of bees. <laughs> It's one of those that you think about. Okay, there's a bunch of bees. They run out to the cornfield, helicopters, blah, blah, this and that. But that's a lot of bees. Thousands of bees. Also, yeah, these like... bees have terrible timing. What a cock block. <laughs> yeah, I have more to say be... about... Yeah, because... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll stop my rant right there and let you rant, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, I'll, check... I'll rant Son about that bitch. later. Che- Chekhov's <laughs> cock-blocking bees. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> God uh... damn it. Yeah. But like I said, for the bees, the stunt bees, they, they smoke them out. You give them all smoky and they get all dopey and... Yeah, but... I no, I don't think they would have flown as much if they did smoke them too much, at least. I don't know how they did it. And the trivia, it just says they used 3,000 bees, and I believe it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because when they smoke bees, they, they're usually super calm and everything. They still fly around, but these these ones were... Just very erratic, trying to get the fuck out of that dome. It's true. But I guess they could have, at the wide shots, those could have been flies or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's just... That might be more dangerous because of... Uh, flies are dirty. They eat shit. <laughs> eat shit, fly! Yeah, they eat shit. And uh, donuts. But these weren't... <laughs> These weren't, uh, whatchamacallit, <laughs> grundle flies. Fly like donut. 
All right. Uh, on in our number fours, and mine is the Smoking Man and fellow White Saviors, Doomsdayers. Um, I hope the Smoking Man's in this one. He was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> were we just talking about this? Yeah. Over the weekend? Yes, we were. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it was just good. I mean, yeah, he was the ultimate bad guy on the show. You, you loved an episode where he showed up, so it was good to see him there. Uh, but then just, yeah, I don't think any of the other guys were returning characters like this. Never always this overarching. There is this society of these well-off individuals who are looking after <laughs> whatever. Um, but it was just cool to see. I don't know why. I just, think, like I said, like the bare naked ladies. I hope Smoking Man's in this one, and he is. It makes it good. Mm-hmm. And the big travesty is that the Smoking Man is still alive in uh, 2020 or whenever those new shows came out. So, <laughs> the actor he did not get emphysema. Smoking man, oh, the the character, the character. I mean, I don't know about the actor. I mean, he's got a job. Leave him alone. <laughs> I think he is, and like he has a tray coal or something in the show. I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, it's good to see the smoking man and the rest of those guys. I'm still not sure why the the one dude. Turns on them all. Did you guys get? I didn't understand. I didn't. He just said because his grandkids, because they all thought it was going to be. Well, he kind of laid it out. You know, we thought it was going to be like a mind control virus. We didn't know that it was going to turn us into goop, so that we would, you know, it wouldn't be a xenomorph popping out of our chests. Yeah. I, I I still wasn't completely clear on like what the overarching conspiracy was. Oh, <laughs> because like, they did the yeah. secret invasion better than the secret invasion. So. Like with it, like it seemed like they like wanted a vaccine so that they would be immune to like whatever, but that 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 helps them, but that doesn't like give them any real power. Like, yeah, I just I couldn't see like what their angle really was. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't it help that like one of the guys who delivers all the information has the thickest accent I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so he wanted Mulder to deliver the vaccine because he knew it would screw up the plan. And you get like a little he bit did, of exposition. Yeah. What? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, so, go ahead. Yeah, so, and then like the smoking man sees that readout of like, oh, there's like stuff in the system. Like, was that going to kill all the aliens or just all the people connected to the tubes? Like, uh, unclear. <laughs> yeah whatever it was yeah. it made them I, fly away which also I did not understand yeah well I've always got out of it yes she was connected to the hive whatever mind so when she got the vaccine there was an infestation and anything connected to it was now getting infected and it's just like alright we gotta get out of here but I don't understand like I said the aliens at some point came down talked to these High privileged people and said, "We're yeah, gonna fuck your shit up." Yeah, they're um, This is what we're gonna do, but we'll let you work on it, and you guys will be saved or whatever. And they're just like, "Okay, whatever." I guess we have to accept. And meanwhile, we can work on a vaccine to protect ourselves. That vaccine, they were betrayed, and it really doesn't work, and they're really gestated. So they were lied to. Fine, but they still had a vaccine for this because the guy gave it to them, and then they're yeah. they're upset. Okay. Well, like, well, they're upset movie, that Mulder well, used it and it worked. Well, like, early in the movie, they're like, we don't have a vaccine. And all of a sudden, he has a vaccine. Like, I didn't understand that part either. 
Because they yeah. were working on it. It's a weak vaccine. See, pretty made the whole fucking spaceship take off. <laughs> no, pretty strong. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. The whole conspiracy is a little weird, but that's how it was throughout the show. It changed all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess when you know you're doing your one season at a time, and you don't know if you're gonna get picked up, you go, "Oh shit! Okay, we are gonna get picked up." So yeah, it's, it's almost like conspiracy theories are ridiculous. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Unless they're real. Yeah. Mel Gibson's working on the case. Back into the left. Alright, uh, that was my number four, so Scott number four. I bet her four was the, the will they, won't they moment in the middle with the, the cock blocking bee. Um, <laughs> I, I really like that. Like That's one of the all-time TV like will they, won't they's. I mean, it was it's gonna happen. Like I don't think there's a whole lot of doubt, but like, even at this point, like they never really like even kissed, right? No, that would have been that would have been the first time. That's probably the first time anything, if I can remember correctly, came that close. They would be some weird circumstances, but it was never like that obvious that they were both into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I really like that scene. It, it, a little again on the nose in a movie where they're just spouting like their character traits to each other, um, <laughs> but I mean I did like that where he's like, like lays out their dynamic in, in a way that makes a lot of sense to me, where he's like he's like yeah you're the one like he puts he puts it like like in a much more romantic light but he basically says like I need you around because I'm so full of shit like I would never like get anything done like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's basically what he tells her like 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 and then i would just devolved into this like complete weirdo and you've like kept me like halfway normal um and you know she she doesn't really get the chance to to, to like say her her piece but like it, it's clear that she's like is is like living through his like whatever uh like i don't know Excitement, <laughs> whatever his is, is uh, uh, his, his, his enthusiasm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like that there, um, especially Julian Anderson. Um, like she kind of gives him that that half smile, kind of like, like, are, like this is kind of happening. This isn't this weird kind of thing. Um, and then yeah, then the beat happens. Like of course, <laughs> and thus the you know no one in the audience was happy. Um, and they kind of hold hands at the end, and then that was it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like that they, they they definitely played that up, and then pulled the rug out once again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they learned from moonlighting. <laughs> well, I mean, the show. show anymore. If you guys heard, I mean, eventually they do get together. Yeah, there. yeah. Like this, <gasps> when when uh, when David Duchovny leaves the show. The whole time he he's just hiding out. They have a farm together or something. He's just hiding out the whole time. And like it's, they have a baby together, all that stuff. So like, oh, yeah, it eventually it does happen. I thought she ended up with Langley. <laughs> Langley, you mean John <laughs> Doggett? No, Langley's one of the the lone gunmen. Oh, I mean, there's like a whole plot line about their like what happened to their kid, right, in the 2008 movie. It. Is it the eight movie or is it the new TV show? I, I don't, don't even remember. remember. Yeah. He gets abducted again. 
I, I do remember... Poor Amanda Pete. There was one episode... And I don't know if it was before the movie or after the movie where... Boulder had like this this word X file came across and bugs are terrorizing this small town like somewhere in the Pacific Northwest and he wants to go investigate it. She's like, no, that's so stupid, Boulder. You go. I'm not going with you. So he goes up there, and then there's like this really hot scientist working in the town. Her name is Bambi, <laughs> and he like she calls and reports it every once in a while. Oh yeah, Bambi's helping me on this, and then eventually she like she drives out. Basically, cock block Boulder. She drives like all the way out to town to meet her to help on the case because she's she's jealous of this Bambi scientist. And uh, I think it was that one chick that was uh with with the the Meredith Children episode with Don't You Want Your Last Minute Instructions. I think it was that same actress. Oh, sure. okay. So doc, uh, I, I just looked it up. Doctor Bambi Barenbaum. There you uh, go. Oh, oh it's Bobby Phillips. Okay. Yeah. To make sure, see if she's the one. The chess her. player, anyway. Yes, searching for Bobby Phillips. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let me look. Anyway, I just remember it being a funny episode because I don't think they were officially together in the show yet, and she, but she definitely was getting jealous that he was mm. out there with her. Um. All right. So what? We Alex? No, that, that was your number four, Alex. No, that was Scott's no, number, number, so, number four. Alex number four. Uh, my number four is I really like the opening. In the uh, the caveman, the Cro-Mag era, and then fighting the aliens at the beginning is like, oh, it's pretty awesome and stuff. And then their alien blood turning into like the worms because I remember that from the show. They did have that in the show where some people got sprayed with the black with the black ooze, and then you see it in their eyes. And it's like, oh damn, that finally got answered. It's alien blood. Then it turns out that's yeah, a but- virus. And then that virus turns into new aliens, so they really can't die. I'm curious to know. I mean, it, it's all just made of bullshit, obviously. But it's like if the alien dies and the blood goes into another being and it gestates and it turns into, you know, a, a live alien, do they keep their memories? Or is it just that's how they reproduce? These are the questions that I ask myself. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Phillips well, I was in two episodes of Married with Children. All right. Oh damn! I bet one of it is the so the just, one Bud keeps doing stuff for her. As, she's so yeah, hot. She's I think she was on there as two characters: Kara and Jill. So I wouldn't remember her name. But <laughs> um, no, the Blacks. What I was trying to remember in the TV show, and I think I don't know if it was before or after seasons. There was a black oil, and it, you would see it in their eyes. Like that would mean like they yeah. were kind of being controlled. Yeah. But that, so that maybe, was different than this one was. Right. But then that kind of leads credence to like, oh, well, we thought this virus was a mind control thing because that's yeah. what they've been using it for in the right. TV series. It's like, no, yeah. it turns out we're food. How to cook man is a cookbook. <laughs> I always remember that Krychek. That was, I guess, one guy that wasn't on here. Krychek. He was always that super super spy agent guy that would just show up and piss you off Michael Ironsides was that the guy was Krychek the the bad guy from Cobra Brian Brown or no Brown isn't he like uh, I'll look Troopers. it up. isn't Michael Cry- Michael Ironsides character Krychek Krychek's Roughnecks I mean it might be but that's not <laughs> name anyway <laughs> I yes. Look it up. I, hold on. X Files. How the hell Troopers. am I going to spell Crycheck? I have Cry. Oh, here we go. 
X-Files cry check actor. Because I want to say he, he is... Oh, Nicholas Leah? Nicholas Lay? Lee? Anyway, there's his cry check. He's uh, Canadian. Starship Trooper use Reshek. Damn it, I forgot how they pronounce his name in the movie. I gotta watch it again. It's pronounced Rico. <laughs> Johnny Rico. If we don't kill these aliens, somebody's gonna have my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, my number three is kind of already mentioned. It's the cornfield scene. Um, the, what I really liked about it is it felt it felt like an epic, classic X-Files set piece. Where it yeah. was... It was cool. Not much to it, but just on a grander scale. Yeah, it was, it was dark. I mean, they didn't have the flashlights out. It was another classic X-Files thing. You had the nice flashlight work. But they were, it's at night. You can't see much. You know, because on TV, you have to get a hide. You just, everything's close-up quarters. And there's trees blocking everything. But it just felt like that, but just expanded for the big screen. There was no big bad, just a bunch of bees. I thought it was really cool for an X-Files, classic X-Files scene, just kind of made grander. Um, I have more to say about what the hell was going on there later on, mm-hmm. but... Uh, well, just anything in a cornfield is pretty awesome. I mean, Last Stand. <laughs> that was incredible. Noise. Speaking of aliens, signs. Fuck that alien leg in the goddamn cornfield. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Signs, uh, north by northwest. So the the corn blocks not only sports cars but Wait, there was helicopters no as well. That one. <laughs> yeah, right. well, it was nighttime. The noise that is. <laughs> I got it, Scott. Mm-hmm. Children right. of the corn. Um, Watch out! God, we have some children of the corn kids in our neighborhood that just moved in. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Nothing scary than like toe-headed, little toe-headed white kids with no shirts riding their bikes around the street, just like looking at you. <laughs> Which was, I guess, pretty much me growing up. I don't know. But anyway, okay, that was my number three. Scott, number three. Uh, my number three was uh, behind the conspiracy. Uh, so, may, you know, maybe if I remember. X-Files episodes more I wouldn't have enjoyed this as much but it, it did feel like you get a lot more of this than you would in a normal episode like you actually get to see the people behind everything and doing all this stuff even if I don't understand like what exactly their end game is but uh, instead of just like yeah, Smoking Man showing up with like an assistant um, you get a whole like wide ranging global conspiracy and a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of dudes from all over the world just Taking up a room, like <laughs> a bunch of old guys. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting uh, that you know you get that you get Armin Mueller Stahl, uh, who's probably like a Nazi doctor. Um, mm-hmm. You get again uh, John Neville as uh, the the British end of that thing. Um, Baron Munchausen. He was Baron Munchausen. Uh, you get uh, Martin Landau. <laughs> as the exposition crazy guy, um, so yeah, it was, it was it was cool for like someone who, who is a fan in passing anyway uh, to to get that extra helping of like oh here's what's actually going on kind of thing, um, even if no real <laughs> like here there was no real closure or anything. Yep. All right, Alex, number three. 
My number three is I really like the way the composer weaved in the original X-Files theme into different situations. Uh, great composers do this where they have a theme and they weave it out through, throughout. Um, not as good as John Williams because he weaves in like individual characters themes into different situations like almost seamlessly it's fantastic but i really appreciate like the great effort that he went into like when it's suspenseful you can hear it every once in a while when it's like slower the the characters seem defeated or they're hot on the trail of the uh the tanker trucks he weaved it in there every once in a while so i, re- I appreciated that and i guess in the trivia i was reading that for legal reasons they couldn't have the opening credits be the same theme as a TV show, so it was a bit different. So pretty creative. That's funny. I didn't notice it at all. Like, now that you mentioned the sound, like I feel like it's missing a lot of what the show brought. Those little like I don't know how to describe it, but there's always those little music cues from the show that I don't think you got in this, or maybe I just tuned them out or something. Oh, maybe. But I did. Yeah, I did. It's the same guy though, Mark Snow. Okay. Mark's noted the show. Oh, he knows so. nothing. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Alright. Yeah, take a listen. Next time just Will don't do. watch the movie. Just just listen. We'll listen. Yeah. Listen. Alright, my my number two <laughs> back to the cock blocking B. Um <laughs> the clock blocking the bot yeah. blocking B. This poor B has been typecasting. <laughs> he couldn't get laid in Hollywood ever again. Like, <laughs> they say, okay, we can't stop Mulder, but we must take away what is the most valuable to him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then it, it, it cuts to Scully. All right, fine. But then, like, so the, the theory is they're going to, somehow they know that they're going to find their secret base. <laughs> or the, the, not the yeah. secret base, but the, the corn facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're going to release all the bees. And then we're going to have the helicopters chase them away. But they know one bee is going to land on her collar and stay in there this a day. Yeah. day now. She got in a plane. She flew back. <laughs> she flew on the plane with a bee in her collar. And then stung her and then got sick. And then they knew that was going to happen because the guy was, they had, they were intercepting the call to get the ambulance there. And then they were going to ricochet a, a bullet off of Boulder's skull, but not kill him. Only wound him like i i that's the part where i there's a lot of it you can't buy since, since that since, whole thing since you, you brought it up jeff the 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 most unbelievable thing for me in the entire movie is that Mulder makes it to the middle of antarctica in like less than two days with, with a <laughs> yeah. snowmobile like it's not a thing you can just like you, like plan at the last second like yeah i'll, I'll go like <laughs> but oh, whatever yeah. And the FBI time you can. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the other part right. about that I understand is like, like they're willing to kill people. They're, they're willing to go through this super elaborate thing to get her taken, but like they won't kill Mulder. Like, yeah, that doesn't doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, they try to talk about it where we can't make a martyr out of him. We can't make one man's quest or any other people's crusade or whatever but it really doesn't make any fucking sense like if, if like <laughs> yeah. if, if she had gotten a, if if scully had gotten abducted uh, abducted or whatever or got killed like like that would have just like turned molder into like turbo molder like <laughs> he would have rested ever again like yeah doesn't, doesn't yeah. make any sense 
Yeah. So they're, they're planning to just, yeah, to not kill him, but to take her. And then the way they accomplish it is the most ridiculous fucking thing ever. Maybe they had a better plan, but then like, oh shit, they're in the, the beehive. Ah, okay. Great. <laughs> just release the bees. That takes care of that problem. Yeah. Yeah. But then the bees didn't get them till they know they, they knew one was going to land on a collar and, and stand well, there the whole. They were hoping they don't have trackers on all the bees. I I, I, do they? I did think it was funny, like when they they go to the meeting of ultra powerful people, and somebody brings it up. It's Mulder, and then everybody's just like, "Oh yeah, Mulder, Mulder." And Mulder. Yeah, and like, shit. I'm like, and like, meanwhile, like Mulder's just some like like asshole that works for the FBI. It's not like. <laughs> he's Batman, <Yeah>. like <laughs> he's he's Charlie Kelly on the board, putting like twig twine together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've always tried to explain it. If they cancel it, it's it put, gives it more weight or whatever. Like, why are they canceling it? More people are going to look into it. Just let him do his thing, and he's a nut job. But like the same thing they did with Martin Landau, they could have smeared his name, right? They could have done lots of things to Mulder, but. Ah, whatever. And then you wouldn't have a show, so I guess you yeah, yeah. do yeah. it that way. Plot armor. Um, wasn't one of the... Uh, speaking of plot armor, wasn't there uh, a thing, a theory at least, that the smoking dad was Mulder's real dad? Yeah, I Yeah, that was a plot like point that. for uh, smoking dad. Oh, smoking dad. <laughs> smoking dad. Smoking uncle. My dad loves to smoke. Yes, that was a plot for like a whole season, and I... Oh. It really, his dad wasn't, yeah, he said, no, it was, you, me, and your dad were best friends, and it was me. Ah, it was something like that. But then eventually, <laughs> he, was he was actually a drinker. He was drinking, man. I was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> smoking dad and drinking dad. <laughs> and there's a the guy, don't forget cocaine dad. Yeah. And then, you know. Snort, snorting dad. Yeah. <laughs> snorting dad. We don't go visit him that often. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember that being a plot for, like, a season, but who knows? I see. Okay. All right, well, Scott, what's your number two? Uh, number two, you, you kind of touched upon it already, Jeff, but all the secret bases uh, really cool. Like, they they keep using, like, the same three, like, little, like, either, do, like, house things or the, the sheds, like, the Arctic sheds. I don't, I don't know what to... We call those, or they they have the two giant domes, uh, but they're both very simple, uh, both very effective. Like they they stand in stark contrast, everything around them, and you know, the cornfields. Um, so it was always cool. And there was something ominous, more ominous about that than like them stumbling upon like like a secret like above ground army base or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you know if you hadn't you know, seen the movie before. Uh, you know, you're not you're not expecting the the alien ship, which I'm going to say about. But uh, so that, that was kind of out of left field, which was kind of cool. Um, so that that, oh, that it wasn't shit. a base or like tunnels underneath that the, the Arctic thing is something altogether different. Altogether evil. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Alex, mm-hmm. number two. Uh, my number two. Oh, I've mentioned this earlier. <laughs> the secret invasion. That they have in this movie is a lot better than the Secret Invasion in the TV show Secret Invasion. I've only still seen the first episode, so <laughs> eh, no frame of reference. Although I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, 
the aliens tricking mankind into saying, oh yeah, just infect them, they'll get brainwashed, but you guys will be cool. Alright, we won't kill the entire planet, we'll just brainwash you. And keep you as cattle. Uh, you know, having the humans actually work for the aliens and everything. I, I, I just love, I, I like that whole overall, overall basis of a plot. It's cool. Yeah, but still, like, I mean, what is is being a slave is that much better than? No, it isn't. I guess it was these guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it was to buy time. The whole thing was they were looking out for humanity's interests. They were just doing whatever they could to buy time to come up with the cure for it. I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. On to our number ones, and it was kind of mentioned earlier, but. Um... Dana Scully be conveniently passing out right before the aliens start trying to break through the glass. Dana Scully having her head turned while the UFO comes out of the, out of the snow and flies away. Whoa, what is that? Uh, I remember that being the most frustrating thing as a fan of this show. It'd be like eight episodes in. And Scully would be like, Scully, I think it's aliens. Well, Scully... Mulder, it can't be aliens. I, even though I've given birth to two alien babies, I've been abducted, I've been on a UFO, I've seen a ghost, my father talked to me through his, through a Ouija board, blah, blah, blah. Nope, it's got to be terrorists. <laughs> God damn it. Mm-hmm. She didn't it even just... see Mo Sislak get that killer whale out of the bar. Like, like there you go. At the, the very least, she knew she was somewhere incredibly weird. Yeah, like even if she didn't actually see aliens or the the ship take off, like yeah. somebody went to a lot of trouble to like fool people into thinking it was like something other than like human made. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it was just this is another thing cram an X Files trope into the X Files movie, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but once again, the show doesn't work as well <laughs> when all of a sudden she believes him, and they're both just these same people mm-hmm. like i remember they later on they would switch or maybe that was a, the john doggett episodes maybe it yeah, was the john was doggett, doggett episodes. episodes where she was the molder character right right yeah i think that was what i'm thinking of. yeah where like, she would be the more believing in the extra trust and dog is like no they're like do you like dude you're a fuck with liquid robot no no it wasn't yeah <laughs> you just came in through those bars <laughs> <laughs> he'd wave his finger at her no that i didn't is, yeah. that is a normal human thing to do I am human. <laughs> I am human. Also, have you seen this boy? <laughs> Remember that episode with John Doggett and Miles Dyson? Oh, it was the greatest X-Files uh, T2 crossover of all time. <laughs> High altitude, low oxygen on that set. Exactly. Yeah. A joke. Um, <laughs> I just, there was a scene where Miles Dyson... What's the character's name? I forget. Well, the character's name is Miles Dyson. <laughs> You're right, the actor's name. Anyway, he's on the other side. He's like in jail. And then Doggett comes up to the bars. And it literally is their mimic. It couldn't have been a coincidence. They mimic the scene of him walking up to the bars. But then obviously he doesn't walk through them. But. Oh, boo. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how much longer I can be in jail. Uh-huh. Scott, number one. <laughs> All right, my number one is the alien ship. Uh, came out of left field. It was a very uh, 
cool set piece. Um, just the the vastness of it, the weirdness. Although, like, there, there's still like stuff built for humans, but <laughs> uh, yeah, just how how weird it was, and um, yeah, just uh, like there, there was enough there that it, that it felt kind of um, unique, felt fresh. Um, aliens themselves less so, um, but yeah, the inside of the ship. Um, was was pretty cool and yeah it came out of left field like I did not remember like, I remember there being something about an alien ship uh, but I completely forgot like until he fell through the ice like oh yeah that's right mm-hmm. um, he's he's that's how he's gonna get inside um, so mm-hmm. yep are, are cool we stuff. supposed to believe like all those people that were in there those are all the abductions that have been happening and then they're that's where they're being at or how are all those other no, people there those are other bee victims I think. Because I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time they've released bees into the general public from uh, that base in Texas. So, the, so we're all just going to be Texas aliens? Everyone, all the aliens are going to be tex, Texas-based? Not all of them, because, that's see, they didn't replace... In, when they went to Tatooine, that, they didn't, that wasn't a replacement base. That base was already there for that region of the world, you see. Yes, I... At least that's what I think. So in, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. In 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 my notes um, <clears throat> for the the crow magnum part, I I put oh so that's how we got Texans. <laughs> <laughs> not too shabby. Yeah, but uh, not, that for any of our friends that are listening to Texas is a joke, or is it? <laughs> that's I, I love our new Texas overlords. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of the Krogue Magnum part, the part that always bugged me about that movie, they're running with a purpose to get to this cave. Like it's almost like they knew it was there, right? Like I don't understand yeah, that. Why would you just be running through the snow? Um, because they knew there was an evil there that they had to eradicate. They sent their two bravest warriors <laughs> with flint daggers. And they almost did it. Mm-hmm. Spaceship was cool. Other thing I remember <laughs> is they got the big thing was that Mulder got to say shit. Oh yeah, they, they, yeah, he says it twice. They say it, they say it a couple times in this movie. Oh, he shit. says it twice. What yeah. was the other he time? He says you're full of shit at some point. Yeah, he says you're full uh, of shit. To... And then the other one, he's sliding down. Oh shit! And then he starts sliding yeah. down the the thing in the spaceship. Yeah, I remember something like <laughs> during the talk show circuit, where like. Uh, Jillian Anderson was upset that she couldn't say it because the Mueller did, but yeah, we go and say it twice in a PG thirteen movie, and he got both of them, and she was upset. <laughs> that was the you know, the late night talk show conversation. Bullshit. All right, uh, like, Alex, Scully, you got to see this shit. Look at it. <laughs> uh, my you fucking one... bitch, Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. After Scully smashes his uh, hermetically sealed <laughs> right hand. Yeah. Uh, oh, my number one is, I got really nostalgic watching this movie. More so than normal when watching old films. Because, uh, yeah, the relationship between Mulder and Scully, uh, 
Well, and they even make fun of this of Dave Duchovny <laughs> not emoting enough. <laughs> I love that they make fun of that at the start of the film. Um, well, the yeah, conspiracy yeah. stuff, all the familiar faces. I, it's like, man, I wanna, I'm gonna. I mean, it's on the original series is on Hulu. I might go back and watch a few episodes. You should. I do it a lot. It's funny to see all the guest stars that became famous people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seth Green, but I that, know he was in like the first episode. Yeah, well, not the first one, but like second or third. Him and Jack Black, I think, are pretty early on. Oh, yeah. Um, the one cringe lot, that thing that's set up with the oh, that's the look, you know, I got you, I trick you, and then that comes back at the end yeah. with her. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Was pretty bad, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. dead. I can't breathe. I made you look. That's TV got writing you. for you. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Did you ever watch Gary Carter's Millennium Show? Yes. I don't remember any of it except for Lance Hendricks. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. a big Lance Hendricks. Did, did, did you say Gary Carter? Chris, well, if I did, yeah, you Chris said, Carter. You, you said Gary Carter. <laughs> Chris Carter. Fucking Gary. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Gary Carter was, was also getting screenwriting credits while... Uh, while hitting home runs in, in Shea Stadium for the, the Mets and the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, uh, yeah, I think Chris Carter got a credit on <laughs> The Sex Files, a porn parody, because they used the characters' names <laughs> in that porn, apparently. Not that I've ever seen it. Uh, sure you haven't. Yeah. So, so a few... I. There wasn't any cock blocking going on in that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> quite the opposite. Yeah. You know who was not cast in that movie? Cock blocking yeah, B. B. Was not. <laughs> uh, I, I did like how much emphasis they put on FEMA as part of the conspiracy. And I wonder if, if like current FEMA conspiracy theories, or more recent ones anyway, were based around <laughs> this, this the X Files movie, because uh, FIBA does not have that anywhere near the power this movie claims that it does. It's a big nope. surprise. Um, so I thought that was funny. Um, I we mentioned the, the Gladden Headley, um, the shit thing. Um, my only thing was, how the hell did she get off the naval base? It's like yes, she hit out long enough. So they didn't find oh, her right yeah. away, but it's oh, not like freezer. yeah, it's not like it's just going to be easier for her to just like walk out either. <laughs> that's, not yeah. how, that's not how military bases work. <laughs> uh, meh, a wizard did it. A wizard did it. That yeah, that whole thing was weird because he leaves her, some gets over to this other place, is doing investigations there. Like days are passed. I don't know how many hours. Yeah, like, yeah. It's... It took that long for the security guard to get people to come. Like that was a weird time jump and cut right there. Like also in 1998, even could you just you could could you just buy a plane ticket for somebody else? Like, is that a thing you well, could do? If you were an FBI agent, I guess so. There's probably actually things I could do. I, I I don't remember. I'd actually never traveled pre 9/11, so I don't know. That obviously changed a lot. Was this show off the air by then? I don't know. 2001. Obviously not the not when it came back. Anyway, I'll look that up. Any others? I had like the kids on the bikes, the, the their whole thing. No way, butt munch. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
And like, they, wouldn't they have uh, these guys who are supposed to be like, you know, the the G-man, the black the guys in black and everything, whatever. And they're like, no, let's put some grass on it and we just let these kids ride around. They would have evacuated the whole thing, right? Like, it would have been the gas leak. Like in... Yeah, the whole gas uh, leak. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Something. The they're whatever close that encounter. Movie Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage and seven being perfection. I will go first. I five. I, I really like the show, but or the movie, but I like the show better. Um, it's a high five. It's border on a six, but I still give it a five. Hmm. Scott, uh, give it a four. Had enough going on to keep me interested. It was fun seeing all the show stuff. Um, yeah, not a particularly great movie. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, you know, some 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 stuff that falls apart when you start to think about it. Uh, but yeah, I like I like the characters. Um, so it's it's fun to, to see them get a full full length movie. Hmm. All right, Alex, I'm gonna give this a five as well. Um, I was entertained throughout. It was fun. Mostly, I think the nostalgia really affected me. Um, it's a bit on the mid to low side, but it's eh, it's it's more than a four. I'd watch this again. All right, sounds good. Now it's time for our crossover topic, which is top scenes with bees, beads, bees, and bees. you're already stealing one of my you're stealing one of my items. <laughs> oh, <already."> sorry. <laughs> There's no bees actually in that one. I know, but I still have to include it. I'll All make right. that number my number five then. And that would be the beads, bees scene from Arrested Development. <laughs> That's good. And there really are no bees in it, but and there's really not much to say. You either know you know it or you don't. Arrested Development. <laughs> beads. All right. Scott, number five. Okay. Uh, my number five is... Uh, my girl, a uh, oh much higher is a a uh, hilarious scene involving bees and uh, <laughs> yeah, my girl. But I'll save it for Alex. Yeah, stupid kid. All right, well, Alex, um, number five. My number five <laughs> is actually a meme. It's, it might be the first meme that I've ever put on one of my lists, but uh, it's a GIF where Oprah. <laughs> He's <laughs> just saying it's bees. That's oh, I remember seeing that. A bunch of, <laughs> and then there's the thing container opens, and a bunch of bees fly out into the audience, and bees is flashing on the screen. It's hilarious. It's it's definitely top ten gifts because like the yeah. audience is like crying and <laughs> yeah. oh Oprah's God. like dancing across it's the stage, bees. like doing this weird like tomahawk thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. All right, um, I just realized like th- three or four of my actually almost all of mine actually don't contain bees, but they're the mention of bees. <laughs> so uh, my number four He's is best in show in <laughs> with Busy Bee. Uh, though that counts because Busy Bee is a bee. Okay, well, oh, it's no, missing. Technically, it's not. Uh, it's missing. You never see the bee. Oh, so it's to talk yeah. about the bee. 
and the mm. pet store guy gives her something that kind of looks like a bee. <laughs> this is a fish. <laughs> or whatever they said. That whole conversation with Busy Bee and trying to boom by. <laughs> you obviously don't know my dog. There you go. Busy Bee, best in show. Scott, number four. Okay. So my number four is uh, in the same vein as My Girl, just hilarious stuff, and that's uh, Candyman. Uh, oh. Just uh, not a particular scene, but because uh, I haven't seen the movie in a million years, but I do remember... Uh, Good good stuff happens uh, if you're standing in front of a mirror. Uh, that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. And you say, and you say, his, and you say his name. Oh, you already said it once, Alex. Be careful. Oh shit! You could say wasps to cancel it out. Mm. <laughs> Is that how it works? I think so. Or you go seize. <laughs> what? All right, Alex, <laughs> number four. Uh, my number four, you don't actually, again, taking a, a play from Jeff's book over here, uh, you don't actually see the bees, but it is very convincing in Black Sheep <laughs> when Chris Farley. It's Tommy Boy! Spades. Is it Tommy Boy? Yes, oh, my that's bad. my number it's one. Yeah. Alright, well, I'll let you talk about it, but it's great. I mean, it's not that common of a mistake to confuse Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Pretty same movie. Anyway, all right. Well, my number three does conclude bees, and Scott already said it. It'd be Candyman. Bees coming out of the mouth. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Now that, screw the bees and X-Files. That is crazy. But I bet those bees didn't cock any block. Block any cocks. <laughs> they did not cock any blocks. They didn't cock any blocks. Either. All right, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is uh, from Futurama. Uh, the the space bees, uh, they get sent out. Uh, the the Galaxy oh. Express people get sent out on a mission to get space honey <laughs> from space that's bees, right. and the, you know that running gag where you just put space in front of something, and that's the futuristic version of it. Um, but yeah, the, that episode's kind of wild, and it's uh, definitely uh, has a in addition of a Futurama is a very sweet ending. No no pun intended with all the honey and stuff going on there. Um, but uh, yeah, the episode's called The Sting. Uh, but yeah, Futurama. <laughs> I get it. All right. Alex, number three. My number three is the sugar episode from The Simpsons. When Homer finds a tanker truck spilled <laughs> with a bunch of sugar, he takes a bunch of it home. And at the very end, to wrap up the episode, uh, a bunch of bees come over there, and he's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to shush the bees away. It's like ah, they're defending themselves somehow. <laughs> and then the beekeepers get into their bee mobile, which is actually their Chevy, to <laughs> to go over there and try and buy the bees back. But then it starts raining, and the bees fly away, and the sugar melts. The end. And the British guy spits out his coffee or his tea. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I nipped it when you turned your back for that one moment. <laughs> and I'll do it again. Stupid. <laughs> Alright. My number two um, is from an episode of Black Mirror. This is season where the episode is called Hated in the Nation. Ooh, and it was really? robot bees. Oh. So technically, once again, not real bees, but they're robot bees. Eh. Did you guys ever see this one? Nope. No, but I can imagine it does not end well. 
<laughs> no, it does not. So they they because the real bees are gone and they need pollination, right? Something like that. Basically, yeah. Okay. Basically, that's it. And then they get hacked, and that stuff goes on. But it's a really good episode, and this ep- this one felt like an X Files episode. I'm even actually looking on the Wikipedia right now, and episode drew comparison to the X Files. It very much is feels like an X Files episode, and uh, I would recommend it. I don't like not all episodes of Black Mirror are good, but this was one of the better ones with uh, Kelly McDonald, Faye Marseille, Benedict Wong. Pretty good. Hmm. Check it out. Hated in the Nation. Black Mirror. Scott, number two. Okay. Number two is Busy Bee. Uh, you, already, you already said everything there is to say about it. <laughs> is this Busy Bee? Obviously, you don't know my dog. <laughs> you obviously don't know my dog. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, stupid hotel manager. All right. <laughs> Alex, number two. Uh, my number two is My Girl. Uh, my girl. The first outside of Home Alone movies that I saw with the Kulk, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, yeah, stupid kid. First of all, they knock down the stupid beehive, and he's allergic to bees. They run away. He comes back to try and find a ring for the titular My Girl. Decides to throw a rock at the hive, saying stupid bees. Well... That's the end of that chapter. Until, like, you found the ring and brought it back, right? Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Frankly, my dear, I love you. Let's go back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number one is Tommy Boy, as Alex kind of mentioned earlier. They're getting pulled over by the cops, and so Farley says, just let me handle this, and he just runs out of the car pretending to be attacked by bees. They're everywhere! Your weapons are useless against them! <laughs> the You're cops bees? take off. Yeah. That's it. Scott, number one. Uh, number one is Wicker Man. Yep. So, I, I've <laughs> actually never lie. seen it. The, I've the never remake. seen it either. I, 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 I have seen it's that scene. We might. We should do this for Halloween. But like, yeah, that whole movie is so fucking ridiculous. But the, yeah, we, we've all seen the scene though, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 No, not really much more to say about it. <laughs> Just peek, not the bees. Peek the cage. Some some uh, specious uh, CGI going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Not the bees. I've seen the original one, and I don't think the bees are in that one, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't. I I do not believe I've seen the original. So neither have I. All right, Alex, number one. Not the bees, Nick Cage. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Any honorable mentions? Yes. So. Uh, not not a scene, but the the Blind Melon music video for No Rain, uh, with the, the little girl in the pee outfit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's get uh, is it is it too late to change my number one? <laughs> <laughs> to that? No, not to that. But I can't believe I didn't put this on there. But Bumblebee Man from The Simpsons. That's also oh. an honorable mention. Oh, no, it's bueno. 
With Anna mentioned to no me gusta every Simpson scene with Bumblebee guy. <laughs> Donde esta mi tequila? Oh, poor guy. <laughs> una catastrofía con una pelota de baseball. De baseball. Uh, what's, what's what he's doing the weather? The... Yeah, but he takes over for Kent Brockman. Uh, yeah. he's because he won't do the news because he hasn't gotten his Danish. Yeah. How did those people kill them? Kuala Lumpur. That in a final mention, uh, Splash Mountain soon to be changed to something else, right? The... Yeah, Tiana's well, yeah, riverboat Tiana's, cruise yeah. or something. I don't know. But there was the. I mean, I guess it's a large. I don't know if this was in the original Song of the South, but uh, yeah, there's the one part where the rare. <laughs> you mean you've never seen it? I mean, I have, but I don't remember if there were bees in it. Scott, it's on your list, and you try to push it every week. <laughs> I mean, it's true. But uh, Splash Mountain, when the uh, rare. Bear, bear Bear and Bear Fox. Bear Bear. You go down uh, a drop, and the audio for it is, there's nothing in here but bees. Bees. Jesus, I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was probably, like, but, broken for the last, like, 12 years, and they didn't bother to fix it. But I do remember it. Mm-hmm. I thought you were getting it confused with the Winnie the Pooh ride down there. Oh, bother. I mean, there Winnie are the bees, bees in the Pooh stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, oh, look at the honey. Oh, bother. Christmas Robin. Robins. Jeebus. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, Simpsons has a lot of bee stuff. Because there's uh, in the camping episode where Homer goes for the honey and then he gets a bunch of bees in his mouth. And then he goes through the mud and they think he's like the Sasquatch. God, that's and, like an early episode, yeah. right? But then there's the other one where him and the two other dumbest employees at the nuclear power plant who were sent down to the basement to guard the bees, the bee, <laughs> so that uh, the inspectors wouldn't test them. And he's like, no wonder Mr. Smithers made me the head bee guy. And then the bee gets away. And then, of course, he, Homer inevitably ends up in front of the inspectors. <laughs> he's like, a bee bit my bottom, and now my bottom's big. <laughs> Gold. All right. I was gonna say any cartoon where like somebody had to like breathe underwater with a straw, and then the bees would all go in the straw. I felt like a Looney Tune or Tom and Jerry cartoon or something was always. Yeah, it's probably both of them. (laughs) I gotta say. I must say, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So, were you guys over at uh, Auburn, Washington this past weekend? No. I was. I was with you guys. But it was just in and out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then you missed the 2023 T-Rex World Championships at the Emerald Downs. That's where a bunch of people dress up in those cheesy inflatable T-Rex costumes. And at the uh, horse racetrack, <laughs> they actually uh, let it run. It was, I guess, a big tournament. Because it was how many people were there? Honors a hundred. It's it's a hundred yard dash, and uh, a lady from Hawaii actually won the whole thing. It was a photo finish. Two hundred people <laughs> were running. 
<laughs> do they check the T-Rexes for, for doping? Uh, I don't think they do, but yeah, they should. Yeah. We have a T-Rex. <laughs> do it, Jeff. It's time for Neon News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, running, running long here, so try to get through this quickly. Uh, just want to get through something that uh, grinds my gears. Uh, so, if you ever watch a trailer online these days, mm-hmm. there's always a trailer for the trailer right as you're watching the trailer. Oh, I hate that. That is the dumbest yeah. thing on the planet. Why do they do that? I'm already watching the trailer. Like, I've already because... committed. I've already hit the play button. I'm already watching the thing that you want me to see. Why do you have to show me, like, the little teaser for the... By the way, and we already talked about calling trailers teasers when they're, like, three minutes long. Ugh. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, why is that? Why do they do that? Because... Because as Eric, uh, Ernest Borgnine famously said, people's attention span can be measured in nanoseconds. I, That's I, why it's I guess because, like, <laughs> they maybe tried to hook people with, like, that first, like, 15 to 20 seconds. Yeah, I think it's also for scrolling purposes, too. People scrolling by on Instagram or TikToks or whatever, and they see the beginning of the trailer, <laughs> the trailer before the trailer, and go, oh, okay, maybe I'll watch the full trailer. I hate it so much. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me as much as you guys, but yeah, it probably is like, yeah, you're scrolling and take her through a Paramount logo and, a, you know, the set, set it up shot of a establishing shot of a city. That's already dead. Not enough time. Someone's gone. It could be that. Could it be like as a streaming ad or whatever? You have the five seconds to skip and they don't want you to skip too soon. I, I don't know. Oh, that too. It's the worst. It is annoying, but it doesn't bother me as much as <laughs> as you guys. But okay. I don't care. Yeah, it is uh, it is stupid. So on on to happier things. Uh, there's going to be a Scott Pilgrim animation on Netflix yeah. in November. Skip. They can show me twelve trailers before the trailer. Skipping them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like you have the whole cast there. Um, I'm hoping they're going to go through the the full gamut of the graphic novels that'd be very cool yeah uh, they're gonna awesome. have like some more original music um i'm very much looking forward to this uh so i'm you know might be a secret to some of our listeners but <laughs> scott beckham versus the world is one of my favorite things ever uh so looking forward to that mm-hmm. um the thing that sparked my whole trailer rage was i i watched a trailer for a movie called uh freelance with uh allison brie and john cena Looks like action comedy that looks like fun that's coming out in a month or two. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, wanted to, to bring that up. Um, of um, some sort of significance, uh, perhaps even philosophical, a uh, district court j- uh, judge ruled that uh, AI art cannot be copyrighted. Yeah. So that's very interesting. That's a lot of ramifications. That isn't to say that that's like good. all AI stuff isn't so like a movie studio could still use AI to generate a script, and then as long as a human went through and like rewrote it, whatever rewriting entails, mm-hmm. uh, they could then then copyright it. Um, right. So there's still ways around all the shit. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting that that. Uh, 
that there's some legal precedent now for the stuff. Um, and then finally, uh, Gamescom um, stuff starts tomorrow. Um, that's the the big uh, video game event in Germany. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That uh, gets a lot of people going through there, so we'll see what kind of news comes out of that. Um, mm. Although, I feel like this is more just kind of show stuff that's already there, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get some announcements. Um, but yeah, that'll start... Uh, well, stuff will start streaming tomorrow morning at 11 Pacific time. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Cool, um, yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. Alex, anything you want to go over? Yes. Tears of the Kingdom has won me over. I think it has enough of the Zelda DNA. The like the quirky characters, the the exploration is incredible. Uh, it, that's the bread and butter of, of this game for me, anyways, because I love exploring. I I really love that they added the uh, the skydive feature. I just got my wingsuit in the game, so I'm a lot more mobile in the air. Uh, but the thing that really got me is you know how in certain temples in certain games, uh, not Zelda specifically, but you're like, if, if if the character could just, why doesn't the game let me jump on this box? Then I would be on the second floor where I would be done with the stupid dungeon. <laughs> you could actually do that in Tears of the Kingdom. I was in this temple. There's a bunch of like minecart puzzles and everything. But with just the shit that's on the floor and some random crap that you have in your inventory, you could just build some makeshift, like, Looney Tunes ladder up to where you... five stories up to where you need to go and get the final key to get to the dungeon. Oh, that was great. It's like, alright, after that, I was sold. I mean, actually, I didn't play the first one all that much, but I played it enough that I thought I liked that about the game where, like, hey, there's this big mountain in front of me, like, I can climb it if I have enough stamina, right? Like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't prevent you from doing that. So I did like that about the game, where it's like, yeah, you can go around. It's probably the way they want you to go. But, hey, if you have enough stamina, stamina and potions or whatever, you can just climb right over this own bitch. Yeah. So, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and I do know, even in the first one, I was able to... I knew I solved dungeons without really doing it the right way. I could tell, like, I didn't even go anywhere over here. <laughs> and I'm still up here, and I didn't even touch that obvious thing I'm supposed to touch and I got here. So yeah, that was that's a cool thing about it. Mm-hmm. It does encourage a lot of lateral thinking, which I think is great. Um, the combat is still trash. <laughs> I don't like the the the, the uh, durability on weapons. That's still trash. There are ways to restore the weapon, the cool weapons that you have, but it's a pain in the ass. You have to put it in front of a specific stone Octorok. And when he the Octorok sucks up the weapon... He will then replenish it and spit it back out at you. And then you have to kill the Octorok, and then once he responds, you can do it again. But it's a pain in the ass. I don't think a single game mechanic has made me not like a game as much as that one has. Like, that's the <laughs> only reason. I, it's so stupid. Yeah. I agree. And, oh, the menuing system to get... To just get to the weapon that you want. Oh, this one broke, so I have to get another weapon. But this is not right, and this one's not right. So you have to scroll through all of them. And now there's not specific. There aren't any specific arrows. You have to always attach something to the arrow to make it like more powerful. And oh, that yeah, scrolling that through all that shit. That's even more because that's just regular items that you can attach to an arrow. Uh, uh, yeah. 
So Zelda games have always been clunky with menus. You're constantly going to start and selecting items, but this that sounds even worse. Mm-hmm. It's it, yeah, like I said before, it slows down the action a lot. It it really kills the pacing. Uh, but yeah, the exploration I think is the main thing. Uh, it's still a a good game in my book. I would still recommend people to play it. But I I Wind Waker still my absolute favorite. Cool. Still uh, never played that one. Uh, Wind, Wind Waker's great. Uh, anything else, Alex? Nope, that's it. All right, Jeff, and then you want to go? Or... Can you play Wind Wake? What is it? Maker or Waker? Waker. Waker. Is there Wind Can Waker you play on that? Switch? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Uh, mm-hmm. I will look that up right now. That Maybe is... I will. That's the thing is, I never had a, I never had a cube, so I never played it. Mm, okay. Um. Uh, for my stuff, I did I say I watched the Johnny Manziel documentary last week? I don't know if I said I did or not, but I watched that. Guy's a loser. Uh, what else? What's he doing now? Uh, I don't know. Not playing football. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of games. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's. I don't know who produced it and how, how open everything is, but he seems to be pretty honest with. You know, he said he was a frat boy, who just his frat was football. So like, he never professional football was never going to be a thing for him. He just loved the lifestyle of everything else. He just also happened to be good at football, and then once you had to like put his entire life into yeah. becoming a pro that just wasn't for him and you know he wanted to chug 20 beers go out throw a bunch of touchdowns run around <laughs> and Girls, then, yeah, yeah. have yeah, no responsibilities so, yeah, yeah yeah um, um Wind Waker by the way is not on the Switch yet okay I, I'm Ooh. sure it will be eventually right it has to be they, they made they did it for the Wii I think but mm-hmm. anyway actually I gave my old uh, GameCube copy to your brother Jeff so just ask to borrow it from him and his GameCube. No, I'm not. Alex, no. What? <laughs> why? Why? He's Alex? your brother. Why? No. Yeah. No, yeah. Why? why? No. Why? No. What? No. Why? <laughs> um, what else? Not, not much. The only other thing I was going to think of that I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of that Maddie Matheson guy. The guy that's in the bear. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's like in the show. He's just like the handyman, but in real life, he is the, uh, you know real chef. Okay, and uh, he's got some great YouTube videos. And he's just a he's not what you think a chef would look like. And he actually he's, he's exactly what I think a chef would look like. <laughs> oh, there's episodes where and he's, I'm, not, I'm not talking okay, about his like weight or anything, but I mean like the tats and all the like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, I, mean, yeah. I didn't know he is fully tatted. I mean, there's episodes where he's cooking, he has no shirt on, oh, barely guy. any pants on, yeah, <laughs> and he's just okay. a hat that doesn't fit him, and he's just in there. Yeah, I gotta throw some meat in there. But it, he's hilarious. Kept me and Laura entertained, and he makes some good looking food. So, so uh, very mild season one spoiler for the bear, but I was dying when when Richie makes him say mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome good stuff oh might we'll have to uh, start watching the show yeah anyway i can't recommend the show enough it's it's that's it easy watch because the episodes are intense mm-hmm. <laughs> and you need a drink of water and, yeah, yeah. i don't know after every episode but they're short most episodes are pretty short and uh you could blow through it pretty quickly um I think that's it. Uh, Ahsoka comes out uh, tomorrow for us right now as we're recording this. Yeah. A 
actually probably an hour from now. And stay up? No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure it'll be crap, but we'll, we'll, we'll give it a we'll give it a shot. Mary Liz, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Rosario Dawson's nothing to scoff at. Boy. So no. Hayden Christensen. Hot. I have no idea if he's in it, but <laughs> I think he's. I have a feeling there'll be some yeah. flashbacks of okay. yeah. Like, do you guys know how? What do you guys know the backstory of a, a little bit, a little bit, which is not full on Jedi, right? Or at least she was never like she offici- is. She wasn't officially made a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, she was. Oh, she was okay. And then she left yeah. the order, right? She left the order. Yeah. yeah, got it, got it. So they betrayed her. So that was like kind of their. So the, the real quick story is when they started to write the Clone Wars. George Lucas was still involved, and they're like, okay, we have this character, Ahsoka Tano. She is Anakin's Padawan. And they're like, uh, Anakin doesn't have a Padawan. And George Lucas goes, yes, he does. <laughs> and that was it. Like, okay. So All right. we have this character. But remember, this came out after Revenge of the Sith. So she would have been in Revenge of the Sith if he had it. So like, okay, they had to come up with a reason like why she's not around when the Revenge of the what, Sith did they, I mean, do they even have a reason why he had a Padawan? Because he's like... He's like barely an adult by the time the prequel prequel trilogy ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but during the whole Clone Wars, that's the thing is they don't. That's why the shows are good. Between the actual Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, there's like you know years have gone on of the Clone Wars where he is a general. He's awesome. He's badass. So yeah, they give him a. He's not a Jedi Master, but he's a Jedi Knight and he has a Padawan. I really don't know mm-hmm. much more than that. Yeah, but that's no, her. Remember, they conferred to him the title of Master. Oh, no, no. They let him on the council, but did not confer the title of Master on him. That's what it was. Right. That's but that wasn't until had. Revenge of the Sith, right before he turns, right? Yeah. I'm saying during the Clone Wars, he would never was. That's um, right. What the fuck? Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, so, yeah, he's his pa- she's his Padawan. And then, yeah, the, it's pretty shitty. Like, the Jedi, like, she gets framed for, for doing something. And they're just like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. And then a- Anakin goes and defends her and like does detective work finds out that uh no she's innocent it's actually this other jedi and then the like yoda and all these guys are like oh sorry our bad she's like no fuck you guys and then she leaves mm. and so technically that's why she's not around and she's in hiding during what? i don't know if she's in hiding but she's order just not around 66. when orders mm-hmm. yeah so it is that's it, kind of as much it is, it's kind well. of a bummer watching all the trailers like is it, like ray stevenson seems like he's like a folk a focal character in it yeah, see, his name is Balin Skull, but I do not know that name. Because a lot of these other characters are from the Rebel show. Like you mentioned, what Winstead? She's the pilot. She's Hara, Hera, or whatever. So then Rebels and Ahsoka Tana shows up here and there, and that, from what I understand, and I don't know. So the backstory seems pretty cool. It is fleshed out, but it's still Disney. And I know you've you've Disney's got like... you've got a blue boner for. <laughs> Or Thrawn. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, I'm afraid what Disney's going to do. Yeah, yeah. I am. I know there are, there are some Rebels episodes with him in it, and I just don't. I haven't watched them yet, and I don't know if I should, but we'll find out. All right. All right. And, and I think I told you it. Real quick, Scott, the, I think I've mentioned this before, but the voice of Ahsoka Tano is David Eckstein's That's wife. right. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> interesting Angel's Lawyer, I guess. Yes. 
They both, both do, they both anyway. did good work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.